Welcome to Becoming Boundary, the podcast that teaches you how to say yes to the space you need and the connection you crave. I'm your host, Krista Resnick. I'm a master life coach and boundary expert for women. I'm also a sought-after speaker and mother to three adultish sons. It wasn't that long ago that I was a boundary disaster. My time never felt like my own. I couldn't set a boundary and speak my truth. And my most important relationships suffered greatly. Fast forward to today, and I've successfully coached thousands of women to heal from their people-pleasing patterns and step into true freedom and confidence. I created Becoming Boundary to help you do the same. Be sure to tune in for tips and tools from me, interviews with other incredible coaches and therapists and speakers, plus one-on-one live coaching calls and so much more. If you're ready to start setting healthy boundaries so you can create the space you need and the connection you crave, then you're in the right space. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Boundaried. So glad you are joining me in this solo pod today. We are going to be unpacking the good girl conditioning, the mask of the good girl. I am going deep, y'all, into this topic because, man, oh, man, I am noticing not only where it is showing up in my client's life, but I've noticed some remnants of the good girl syndrome that still show up in my own personal life. So I've been exploring this. I've been working on healing these parts of me that still want to wear, put on, be comfortable with the mask of the good girl. And so I thought today what we would do is I would come on and I would share with you just a short little ditty about what the good girl syndrome actually is, because there's a lot of hype on social media around this good girl thing that we're hearing about. And I want to share with you in this podcast episode from my perspective, from my lens of the world, what exactly the good girl syndrome is. So let's dive in. The seeds of good girl, like anything else, are typically grown, sown, I should say, in childhood. So if you grew up socialized as a woman, if you identify as an HSP, which is a highly sensitive person, there's a really good chance that you suffer from what is referred to as good girl conditioning. So good girl syndrome, good girl conditioning, the mask of the good girl, whatever we want to call it, it's rooted in patriarchy because, you know, here's the thing. If you haven't noticed, (laughs) culture believes that there are desirable traits in women that look like warmth, that resemble loyalty, cheerfulness, while men are expected 
It's just an expectation that men are to be assertive. They're to be independent. They're to be dominant. And many parents, and I'm mentioning parents because I said so much of this is seated in our childhood, they're not even aware. They don't even know of this patriarchal hold. And so it gets passed from generation to generation because they show us, teach us, model for us, hey, this is just how a boy is supposed to show up in the world. Men are not to share or feel their emotions. Now, I actually think that that's true for a lot of women as well. I never believed or felt like it was safe for me to share or reveal my emotions either. And I think it's especially true for men. They are to be these warriors, these strong, emotionless type beings and girls as well. So there's just a certain story that parents inherently got passed from their parents and their parents. I mean, this is just such a generational depth that this is how young men are supposed to or boys are supposed to show up in life and this is how little girls are supposed to show up in life. And so if you think about it, there's just certain traits that are celebrated, that are cheered for, that are encouraged for little girls. And those very traits are the seeds that take hold and root themselves deep that later on in adult women, they show up as people-pleasing, over-functioning, lack of boundaries, lack of self-love, lack of of self-respect, self-worth, and codependency. So let's talk just for a moment about some of the things that the good girl might focus on or how she might appear a little bit in the world. So the good girl is always going to focus on being polite, virtuous, palatable, pretty, youthful, respectful, respectable. She's never going to want to disappoint others. She's always going to believe that it's her duty and her obligation to strive for perfection, to follow the rules, to never never ruffle any feathers. At the cost, here's the important part that I really want you to get. We don't want to be running around like, you know, causing a bunch of drama and conflict. That's not what I'm saying. But when we don't speak up, when we don't advocate for ourselves at the cost of our own soul, our own values, our own desires, our own essence and authenticity, now we've got a problem on our hands. We'll talk about that in just a moment. So again, one of the number one ways that you can begin, because I want you to really start identifying and thinking about, okay, how specifically does the good girl show up for me. One of the 
ways that we can really begin to notice is if we're always avoiding conflict, any sort of disruptive, heated, perhaps, type conversations. And again, we don't want to be moving through the life, moving through life constantly having arguments with people. That's not what I'm saying. However, it's a really good indicator that if you have zero conflict in your life, you're probably going along to get along. You're probably stuffing your truth. You're not fully expressed because you're so terrified of conflict. You just have this deep belief that everybody's got to get along and you are the one who is responsible for ensuring that everything is just harmonious <laughs> all the time, all the time, okay, at the expense of your own well-being. That's really important. The good girl tends to use her logic rather than her intuition because remember, as much as, as young boys are raised to not feel their feelings, I actually think it's an epidemic for women, little girls as well. I think we're just taught as a culture, it just in general, that we need to be in our heads, that we need to just use our rational thinking brain, that we just need to be logical. And for a whole variety of reasons, as children, we often disconnect from our bodies, from our seat of wisdom and intuition. And the body, as we've talked about in other podcast episodes, is so full of beautiful messages, feedback, data, wisdom. So it's really, really dangerous to be cut off from our intuition. But a good girl always wants to make sure that she is getting it right and she is using her logic and she is following rules that you know, she's not going to walk into the office or a boardroom and say, well, I just have this gut feeling. Good girl's never going to do that. And let me ask you, how often is your gut feeling wrong? Never. <laughs> it's never wrong. It's never wrong. But again, intuition in her body for a good girl, it's not been a safe place to be. Good girl is always going to respond in a timely fashion. She is on it. She's always going to be thinking about other people first. Again, at the expense of her own well-being. It's not a quote-unquote bad thing to think about other people. I love thinking about other people. I love serving other people because it feels good and because I care about people and I want to serve people and I want to honor people and I want to honor their needs. I want to create intimate, rich relationship with the people in my life. But if I'm constantly thinking about their needs before my own, it's dangerous ground because we're running then, we run the risk of operating on an empty well and it's dangerous ground. We've got to make sure that we are considering and thinking about our needs, our dreams, our desires, our wants, our wishes. Because y'all know one of my favorite quotes, Mary Oliver, thank you very much, is what will you do with this one wild and precious life? We've got one, one life. 
one life, one chance to really show up and live into our vision, our purpose, our dreams. And if we are constantly kowtowing to everybody else's requests, our dreams are never going to happen. We're never going to live the life that we were created to live. We're going to be busy living somebody else's life. A good girl is also an expert at quote unquote making do. You know, she's never going to ask for too much. She's never, I mean, this would be unspeakable for her to actually outshine anyone. She's never going to be that girl. Now, she is going to lag along not too far behind. She's going to be poking around kind of not too far in the background. She's going to be, you know, striving to keep up, but she's never going to be, because she doesn't want to fall behind either, right? She wants to like do the right things and be seen in good graces and like she's getting it right. She's just not going to take center stage. So she's going to be striving to keep up with everybody else while not necessarily taking center stage again. (laughs) While the whole time, like looking really put together and saying all the right things. She's always adapting. Sometimes a good girl can actually manifest as a chameleon, shape-shifting, because this group over here needs her to be this. This group over here needs her to be this. They need her to show up this way. So she's always adjusting. She's always adapting. She's going along to get along, never disrupting the apple cart. She never wants to ruffle one little feather. And here's the point that I really want to land on. This is precisely, especially this last part, this last part about never ruffling feathers. This is precisely why deep down she, or perhaps I'm speaking to you, if you are the one listening that wears the good girl mask, might be why you are so resentful, angry, frustrated, disappointed, And when you are full of resentment, anger, frustration, disappointment, again, not that any of those feelings are wrong. We feel everything here on Becoming Boundary. All feelings are messengers. We get to take the feedback and the data, and we get to go, okay, I'm going to use my curiosity, and I'm going to just see what's going on here. However, Day in, day out, if your life is just full of resentment, anger, frustration, disappointment, you cannot be a catalyst for change because you are suppressed. Good girl requires suppression, suppression of your own thoughts, suppression of your own opinions and your feelings so that you can accommodate other people. And again, this is going to seep into your relationships. It's going to destroy your ability to rise up and lead. 
And I don't know if y'all have noticed, but right now the world is crying out desperate for more women to heal from this good girl conditioning so that they can step into their full potential, their full power, so they can be fully expressed, so that they can access their wisdom, their intuition, their creativity, their agency, and their sovereignty, and lead, lead from this place of fierce compassion. Mm. Like, I, I am preaching today. <laughs> so, here's two little tips to help you sort of get started in dismantling the good girl syndrome, syndrome, if in fact this podcast resonated with you. So number one, acknowledge that you have been conditioned to be a good girl. Just acknowledge it, notice. We can't shift what we're not aware of. So we have to notice it and we have to acknowledge it. I remember, you know, many years ago, I wasn't aware of so many things. I couldn't heal them. I couldn't grow. I couldn't work on those wounds because I didn't even know that they were there. So look around. Notice how maybe some of your good girl behaviors are benefiting everyone around you while they're slowly suffocating you. Just begin to pay attention. Curiosity is your bestie. Now here's another little tip. This is really simple and really, really potent. So number two, keep a resentment and a judgment log for two weeks. Here's the kicker. You got to do this without judgment of yourself for whatever feelings are coming up. No judgment toward yourself and your feelings. This is all feedback. Your resentment and judgment of others is data. It's telling you what you need to know about some of the things that maybe you need to stop doing. And everywhere where you are unconsciously shaming yourself. Many years ago, I kept a judgment journal. After the first day, I was mortified. <laughs> mortified at all of the judgments that I had. But it was all beautiful data telling me everything that I needed to learn about myself, things that needed to be shifted, where I was not accessing my, my potential, my, my power. And I was blobbing on all of my stuff onto other people, judging other people. So two really simple and potent exercises for you to start to dismantle, to start to shift the mask of the good girl. You want to go deeper into this. Really start to untangle yourself 
from the good girl. My coaching sessions are a safe and empowering place to do this work. I will leave the link for you to fill out and apply to work with me form. And what in essence you're doing by filling out that form is you're just saying, hey, I'm interested in setting up a free 40, 45 minute call with you to learn more about what partnership with myself in a coaching container would look like. That's all you're doing. I will tell you nothing changed for me until I got myself the support and the accountability that is required for us to grow. Nothing shifted for me. You cannot shift these patterns, make these changes on your own. You just, you just can't. You just can't. Because so much of this, my friends, is subconscious. So it's sitting below the waterline of what's conscious. So a lot of it you're not even aware of. So it takes someone really skilled and trained to be able to help you go beneath the subconscious, see what some of the beliefs and paradigms are that you've bought into, and then begin to heal your nervous system such a key part of this work and build a somatic body that is required to stand in disruption, to stand in discomfort. Because when you start to really take your power back and stop giving it away to the mask of the good girl, to perfectionism, over-functioning, pleasing, all of the things, it's going to cause disruption in your life. I'm not going to lie about that. It is going to be disruptive to certain relationships, to certain aspects of your life. You need someone there to remind you who you are and what you are on this earth for and to hold you and to cheerlead for you and to celebrate with you and to guide you every step along the way. So fill out the form. Again, my link for that will be in the show notes. And I hope that today's episode was helpful to you. Again, I, my, my, my whole work has been devoted to helping people really heal from this good girl patterning, to really begin to stand for themselves, to begin to reparent themselves, to be able to advocate for themselves so that they can really lead so that you can be a catalyst for change in your relationships, in life, and in love. All right, friends, thanks for hanging out with me in this episode of Becoming Boundaried. I hope it was useful to you, and I look forward to seeing many of you on uh, the discovery call. Yay. Yay to you. I'm already celebrating those of you who take those steps and fill out that application. All right, friends. Thanks for tuning in. Always, always remember to stay true to the amazing and powerful woman that you are. We'll see you soon. If you like this episode or you're a fan of the Becoming Boundaried show, the best way you can show your support is to share it on your social media outlets and with your family and friends. 
And if you're feeling really generous, we would love for you to hop on over to iTunes and give us a review. Thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of this community. Have an amazing week and as always, stay true to you.